1: Wow, everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Dr. Pat Show. This is Talk Radio to Thrive By. Oh, my goodness, what an amazing day this is, and we have got an outstanding show for you tonight. Uh, first off, let me thank all of you for tuning us in and turning us on and uh, signing up for a newsletter and, uh, boy, passing the word out to people about the show, about the network, and about everything that we are doing. Much gratitude goes to all of you. Uh you. You all know that I've been doing this for quite some time, and I am finding that I'm having more fun now than I ever have in the entire, what, eight years or so that I've been doing this. So thanks to all of you, and thanks to my great guests that I get to have on the show. We are just keep rocking. We had a great show for you tonight. Tammy Lynn Kent is joining us here today. She is the author of Wild Feminine, Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Female Body. Now, for those of you out there that are listening to this show that perhaps are in my age group, this is not something that we grew up embracing. So that's why I'm so loving being able to have this show uh, today to really give some insight, to bring us kind of fast forward uh, in time to where we are today, what we've done well, what we haven't done well. So Tammy's book is all about this, you know, whether we're going to be looking at womanhood or we're going to look at that wild feminine, femininity and femininity that we have, or go beyond all of that, looking at the taboos, what we've moved beyond. This is something that she covers quite well. She's a holistic holistic women's healthcare provider, and she helps women understand interpret the wisdom of their bodies. Now, part of this is stepping out and reclaiming. The Wild Within Themselves. So we're going to find out what this means. Joining me here today, she is the founder of Holistic Pelvic Care. She has advanced training in multiple bodywork techniques and is sitting, you're going to hear all about this, and is the author of this incredible book, Wild Feminine. Tammy, thank you so, uh, so much for joining us here today. Welcome to the show. Thanks, Dr. Pat. I'm so glad to be here. So I like that we're going to get wild here tonight. Yeah, I love what you say about
0: breaking through potential, uh, breaking into our potential, breaking through limiting patterns. I know that's some of your passion and that's definitely a big motivator for me in doing this work is to help women really get to that next level that they're wanting of expression and of creativity and of vibrance. And part of that is coming into the center and seeing what patterns we're holding there that may be unconscious or on a deeper level that we can actually engage with and, and change. And that's what Wild Feminine is all about.
1: It's a really interesting conversation. I, I wanted to tell you I was really struck by an interview I had done a bunch of years ago um, with Gloria Steinem, and many people listening to this show are saying, who the heck is Gloria Steinem? I
0: mean,
1: <laughs> who is that? She's one well, of my heroes, for sure. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, and, and I want to be really clear, and there's a reason I'm bringing her up because this is where I want to start this conversation with you. You know, there are people that will look back at Gloria and look at, some of the things that have been written about her, and certainly for those of us that know her and have been through what some people call you know the feminist movement, right. there are some things that that she has been known to say that are contrary to what you think she stands for and here's where I want to begin. Mm-hmm. I remember interviewing her and I, I, I don't remember the exact context of this, but clearly we were talking about our pop culture and the uh, the the young young people, let's call them, in our pop culture, and how easy they are in their skin and what they wear. And I think we were actually, ta- I don't even know if we were talking about Britney Spears or, or Christina Aguilera or something like that. I think it was Christina mm-hmm. Aguilera. Um, and she had a response, that Tammy, that was very different than I think most people thought she would say. Mm-hmm. And And the gist of what she had to say was that, you know, maybe, perhaps we're standing on the shoulders that all that have come before. Perhaps what we're looking at is a generation of women that feel very comfortable in their skin. And that's where I wanted to start this conversation with you. Yeah. I mean, do you, where have we come full circle? Is it exploitation or are we right. dealing with generations that just love their juiciness?
0: Well, I think it's a little bit of both. I think, first mm-hmm. of all, it absolutely begins with that layer of women who broke out of the mold and that wave of feminism where women felt trapped and broke out of the home and broke in, into careers where they'd never gone before and had really pushed the envelope, but sometimes had to adopt a more pseudo masculine approach to do that. So they had to maybe deny aspects of their femininity to go into those worlds. And so I think, though, that was, you know, that's the we are benefiting from those those huge steps forward. So it's easier for a woman who now has all the opportunities in front of her and all the possibilities. She thinks infinitely about her career options and whether or not she has children or not or how she blends her life to then have more freedom and expression because there's all this more range. And I think, though, there's still sort of an exploitation aspect to the over-sexualization of the female body. So for me, I get to the the underlying energy of it. And I think sometimes you can't tell from just the outside. You have to read the deeper layers. So when I see someone who's being very sexual, for example, in their expression, or some of the young women who are coming up and still having, um, in pop culture, this extremely sexualized version of themselves I don't always think that comes from an authentic place I think it can if someone's very centered and grounded and they're just exploring their expression but I still think there's a tendency to over sexualize the female body in which women then have their value in an external place and anytime women have their value or men for it for either gender if their value is in an external place meaning I have to be beautiful in order to be valued. I have to have a good job in order to be valued. I have to have a partner to be valued. That means the value is external. Then they're on slippery slope because then something's going to fall apart with that. That's not a true authentic centered place to come from. If, however, they're coming from their centered, you know, and more really experiencing the vibration of their own creative energy and they're expressing that in a vibrant way, in a juicy way, whether it's clothing or artistic modes or creativity, that's different. And so for me, I always look more at the center of the energy of what's happening.
1: Okay, and this is really why I couldn't wait to talk with you. Uh, Because, uh, you you know, not only what you have to say, but definitely what you've written about um, gives us an opportunity to rise up to the occasion that we're, as women, we're being pulled towards, if you understand what I mean. Mm -hmm. Um, it's, it's as if we have this expansiveness going on right now in consciousness. And yet at the same time, it's almost as if we want to leave that wild feminine behind. So, you know, why are we doing that? What is the resistance that's going on? Or maybe I'm off. Maybe, you know, there is something else going on that I'm not plugged into.
0: Well, when I say wild feminine, I think of authentic feminine nature that comes from an internal place in the body. So or it comes mm-hmm. from our connection to these deeper realms. So by wild, I'm I'm not necessarily talking about like free expression, of mm-hmm. um, you know, something that's a more sexual nature. I'm talking about that that place that actually connects us to Earth and this beauty that comes up from within and it can it can take all sorts of forms when it's given expression so um, it might be the energy that gives someone a vibrant career it might be the energy that, that takes them through their day but it definitely works in a more cyclical manner in that it's wild as in connected to earth it's it, it, it moves cyclically it's not a continual outer production there's a expansive movement and then restorative retreat and we go back and forth in these cyclical aspects So when I say wild feminine, I'm thinking of the true authentic feminine nature that is our birthright, and actually every gender has this aspect
1: in them. And that's exactly what my question was about, because while you're talking about that, I believe it is one of the most elusive aspects of women and femininity on the planet.
0: Yes, it is it absolutely is in fact when i first started trying to understand this so you know what what got me on this journey was here i was a women's health physical therapist i'm working in the pelvic bowl with women first of all i'm doing a profession that should be uh, more well known, it should be basic care for women. It, it works on um, the alignment of the fascia and the organs of the pelvic bowl, which can help with so many different things, um, from just any pelvic symptoms. It can rebalance to just general wellness and, and vitality in those core organs. So it, it ought to be a basic part of women's healthcare, but hardly anybody knows about it. And then I, so here I am working with women in this this intimate place in their bodies, and I'm finding that that when we're there. And that women really aren't going there very often, except maybe if they have a baby, but that that we don't spend very much time thinking about our, our core creative center, except maybe in relationship to a baby or sexuality. And so here I am working on their bodies, and a lot of times, you know, different things would come up, tears or energy would begin to move, and they would find this deeper resonance in their center. And I began trying to understand what is this, and I came to term it, to, to, to give it a, a name as a, the wild feminine, this authentic nature that is in each one of us. And when I went to try to understand it more, I actually went to a conference called Women in Power in New York in 2004, and Gloria Steinem was there speaking. I
1: was there. I was you at that there? conference. I oh. was, <laughs> was that. was the one with Jane Wonder. Yeah. yeah. I interviewed yeah. Gloria there as well. Oh. Absolutely. Oh. Well,
0: so they were just starting to talk about, you know, how are we going to bring more of a feminine perspective to politics, to power, to all these modes? What does that look like? And so I went and I had a young breastfeeding child at the time. So you don't, you know, for me, I've been very close to the home because I've had three children over the past 10 years. It's hard to leave, but I felt compelled to come to that conference. I knew it was very important. And so I traveled there for 48 hours and I left my sons back with their father and went to gather whatever information i could and i saw gloria speak which was very moving and then i saw marion woodman speak did you see her yeah speak so she said that i don't know if you remember her talk it is actually online on youtube if you google marion woodman it's it's on the web so people can see this it's a very moving talk she's a brilliant woman who's studied the feminine for for a long period of time um she's in her 80s now i believe and I went one of the reasons I went was to hear her and she got up on stage and she talked about the beauty of the feminine and color and texture and and, and she said this very poignant thing which is that very few people have experienced the true feminine nature and that's why it's hard to understand. Yeah. And I felt like I traveled all that way just to hear those words. That yeah. though we might have all these images and we're barraged with things around us, mm-hmm. that the true authentic feminine nature is rare.
1: Well, I have to tell you something yeah. interesting, and you can tell me if we're off base with this mm-hmm. because I think we have what is it? I think we have moments as women, and I, I don't know how to describe this, Tammy. Maybe you can help me articulate this better because you do such a brilliant job in your book. But I think we have moments, it's almost like something will come out of our mouths and we don't know where it comes from, and mm-hmm. and and and. and Bam, there we go, we say it. And then all of a sudden we get ashamed that we've said it, okay? Right, right. Now, I'm having a um, a birthday uh, celebration this year, and myself and six other people, you know, we have a, a prominent birthday that we're celebrating, so we're all going to go away from the weekend. And each of us was asked, what would we like to contribute? You know, the, us that are going through a rite of passage, Right. Right. So all of us had to do something. So, you know, I think one of a, one of my friends is going to do this. and that. So I said, you know what I would like to do? I would like us all to dance naked under the moon.
0: Oh, that's lovely.
1: I know. Oh, my gosh. You should have seen my friends email me back on that. Because <laughs> 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 what kind of hot buttons did I just push right there for people? Yeah. So all yeah. of you listening to the show, yeah. um, come on. What would that feel like to you? For me, it came out of my mouth. It felt very natural. That's the wild feminine.
0: I mean, you were being authentic. You were celebrating the body. That's a very (laughs) feminine thing to do, um, to, you know, to strip off your clothing and feel the the earth, uh, this the energy right on your skin and to, to move. And, you know, it's so moving to even hear that. But then, of course... Because the feminine has been shut down and shamed in so many ways, and both men and women, I'm sure you got all kinds of responses because people
1: have body <laughs> shame, and it starts right there. That's where the shutdown is. Right. And, and, you know, honestly, it was a very interesting exercise. and and But what I realized is about myself, how easily it came out of my mouth. And, you know, that's not a part of me that I think... Um you know, I don't let that part of me out very much. But don't right. you think that is really yeah. um, the issue that we're talking about? You know, this wild feminine that we're talking yeah. about. And for those of you yeah. tuning in, Tammy Lynn Kent's joining me here today. Her book is Wild Feminine. It's fabulous. You know, when you say finding power, spirit, and joy... In the mm-hmm. female body, mm-hmm. we have to leap hurdles mm-hmm. of what's in front of us in the media, right. in our pop right. culture. Right. We have to, how are we ever going to get back to that?
0: Yes. Well, I think one reason is reading this book because I really. I took it very seriously and studied the female body because I realized. So, you know, that was 2004 that I traveled to to see that conference, and I had begun writing in 2001 when when September 11th happened because I had five women in my practice the next day, and I, here I was in Portland, Oregon, and the events had happened in New York City, and none of these women had been directly affected, but each one of them had a trauma shock pattern in their root, meaning they had multiple trigger points. Um, the the fascia was all um, it gets kind of this quality. When it's when it's agitated and the energy was uh, disrupted, each one of them, and so it was like this shockwave came across the country and laid down in that root chakra, and so I felt like this is so significant first that I'm seeing this and also because I work with so many women I also see that the healing potential lies there as well so I made a promise that I would sit down and I would actually write something that would be a guide for women to understand how to read the energy of their bodies and at the time you know I just began in 2001 but by 2003 and 2004 I'd I'd seen hundreds of women by that point and I finished wild feminine self-published it in 2008 so by then I had seen thousands of women and so it really takes enough of a collective and what I was seeing and witnessing in my office, which is that as women tapped into this core energy in themselves, they could heal, they could realign, they could clear patterns that were limiting them, they could clear ideas and um, self-limiting beliefs around femininity, around what they could have as a woman, around shame in the body. A lot of these things were laid down in the core of the body. They could clear those and begin to instead really tap into this true creative potential and they could begin to shift and change from the center in their own lives it's very powerful and so but it really took it was like a jigsaw puzzle of really putting together so many women's experiences that I could understand how to read the energy and work with it and so I wrote this book for that purpose so that women would have a beginning place because how do you do this? How do you repair? Well a lot of it does lie in Wild Feminine. It it tells you how to tap into your the core energy in your body and work with the organs and realign in the center.
1: So how, how much of uh, I, let me just try to, to phrase this question in a way that is going to make sense to the people mm-hmm. that are listening. How much of our power do we give away on a regular basis? And now, and the reason I'm asking that question is yeah. because I, I would like for you to talk about How we do that? Because I I don't think we do that. You know, Gloria also mentioned at that same talk that you were out. I I was in the press room and did the did did, was able to record the press conference, Mm -hmm. and I remember her saying that we as women do not even like to to say the word power. Right,
0: right.
1: So here's my question: If Mm -hmm. we don't even like to say the word power or Mm think of think of ourselves as 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 powerful, Mm -hmm. how do we even know when we're disempowering ourselves? Right.
0: Right. Well, to me power means presence. So, if you can stay present in your center, then you have the power. So, how often do women stay present in the center? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Not very often. <laughs> because well, they're uh, yeah. used they're used to plugging their energy into the forms that exist. And this is, you know, this is a little bit of learning how to be a good girl and how to please others, but it's also from being in a working world where you just there's a structure and you just plug your energy in and women are really designed to be much more fluid and creative and dynamic which is probably why they do well also in these environments but it's it's not always aligned with their own soul and so the where the power is and it's really not that hard it's just awareness is coming back to your own center, finding your own center, knowing what that feels like. When are you in your center? When can you actually feel that you're in the center of your body and you can hear yourself and you know what your desires are and you know what you want for your life? When you can do that, then you have your power. And if you can then just keep doing that and when you get out of your center, come back to center, you'll strengthen your ability
1: to be in your power. So let's talk a little bit more about how you've been able to capture this in this incredible book, Wild Feminine, Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Female Body. You know, let's get back to something we started to talk about earlier, that is holistic pelvic care. Many people don't know what that is. So describe how you came to discover this and what it is and what it means for women.
0: Okay, so it, it has a basis in women's health physical therapy, which is my profession. I'm a women's health physical therapist. That's a specialty of physical therapy. So most people that have a, a background in physical therapy will have either a master's or a doctorate degree in physical therapy. And so their entire entire study is learning how to read physical patterns in the body, how to understand which muscles are working in a proper way, which aren't, and then how to do body work to align the body in a way that that is functioning. It may be to address symptoms like pain or imbalance or dysfunction Um, but ultimately you're, you're a body worker working to align the body. Women's Health focuses on the pelvic bowl and I want every woman to know about this work because it is like the best kept secret and the reason it is like that is because of the way the profession was set up. Most women's health physical therapists work in a hospital setting by referral from a urologist. So the only people that really know about women's health physical therapists are urologists. So if you are a woman and you go and you have some bladder issues and you go to a urologist, they might refer you to women's health physical therapy. So when I found out about this I was thrilled because I had considered medical school because I really wanted to work in women's health but it just didn't quite appeal to me and I went to physical therapy because I was more interested in yoga and then I found out there was a women's health specialty and I was absolutely thrilled that, I, that here was this this field, and I began working when I was finished with my graduate degree. I began working at a hospital, like most women's health physical therapists do, and most of my clients were referred from urologists. And then, for me, what happened was I had a baby, and oftentimes postpartum, you'll have symptoms or imbalances in the pelvic bowl, and so. This baby is now 11 years old, So, it but it prompted me to reevaluate and I felt that we were waiting too long to take care of women's imbalances in the pelvic bowl, so most of my clients were a good while past menopause, so they were mostly in their 60s, 70s, and 80s, and though their bodies would make significant changes with the body work. I felt that we could even do it much sooner and so I opened my own practice as a a women's health physical therapist and took more referrals by word-of-mouth and started working with a more preventative-oriented clientele so women of all ages but they're more holistically minded and I started realizing this work should be done really as an annual type of care for women because what happens is there's an intervaginal massage technique that's called myofascial release and it's like cranial sacral if anybody's ever had that so it's a balancing technique for the pelvis it helps so much with the alignment of the ovaries and the womb and um, the pelvic floor and so it can address congestion that might contribute to cysts or cellular issues later. So women are much more healthy just in general in their, in their center with this type of work. It can also address all kinds of symptoms from pelvic pain to prolapse um, which is where things drop down towards the, 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 the opening, um, muscle strength, sexuality, sexual pleasure. The list goes on and I think hardly any women know about it and my practice is very well established now in in Portland and so people actually travel to see me and I keep saying we need this work more well known for everyone so that women realize this type of care is available and they aren't suffering with things that they shouldn't be suffering with.
1: Well, and I think you're you're doing that. Certainly the book um and the body of work that you've done. But you know, congratulations for you, uh, you know, for originally taking this out and publishing this yourself.
0: Thank I mean, you. you
1: obviously know what you're called to do. <laughs> Absolutely.
0: Yes, I've no and I have definitely feel very aligned with my sole purpose and I feel very guided and supported along the way. I've felt very held in this whole journey. Um and I guess I should say too that Holistic pelvic care then is something I, that I actually developed myself where I work with the internal techniques but I add in an awareness for energy and guiding women into their own energy field and my entire goal is to empower women to read for themselves because the energy layer is just one more layer underneath the physical and it takes a little bit more sensitivity to feel it but if, if people have even done a yoga class where they've brought breath into their center, they've moved energy. So in breath moves energy and so I'm taking people just down to the pelvic bowl where we often are disconnected for various reasons and bringing them down there and what they're finding is that they love it. They love the beauty and the that vital energy that's there in the center and, and quite the contrary of feeling like maybe they shouldn't go down there. They're feeling the beauty of this place
1: in themselves. Well, and this is really kind of great. You know why? Because we can have a conversation about energy now, and half the people listening to the show aren't going to bleep out because they don't know what it is. <laughs> you know? No, we've come uh, a long why, way, I think. Yes. Oh, my gosh. I mean, even Oprah can use energy, uh-huh. right? Yes, yeah, that's and, right. and people are not that's looking right. for a wall socket, You know, they get what we're talking about here. Right, Right. You know, so part of what you talk about in your book, and I want to get to this really uh, uh, at this point, is you talk about the feminine and the masculine energy. And I remember once I made a comment, um, I was being interviewed, and I made a comment, and I said, you know what, even the goddess has testosterone. And the woman that was interviewing Mm -hmm. me said, well, what do you mean? Mm -hmm. And so I want to talk about this feminine Mm -hmm. masculine energy. Yes. I don't know that you're saying feminine, woman, masculine, man, but yeah, yet no, this is the do. way it's interpreted in our right. culture. Right. Yeah, so it gets beyond
0: gender. Um, when I say feminine, and part of what I do, because I do have this – this um very technical background in science and biology, I I really wanted to understand what I was seeing from a biological perspective and so I looked to the brain and kind of right brain, left brain and I read the book The Alphabet Versus the Goddess by Dr. Leonard Schlein who is a beautiful man, doctor, also neurosurgeon, who he really looked at this aspect of feminine and masculine energy and how they relate to brain and so the right brain being more left body, creative, holistic, feminine more um, less verbal although it can be words but it, it's more words like the word freedom where you say a word or spirit and it has all these connotations so it's more holistic in nature it's more intuitive and um, it's presence it's the being state and that is I found that when on the left side of the body when I was working in the left side of the pelvic bowl and the left ovary that we would tap into more that feminine state that I'm describing the right side tends to be more this would be left brain right body is more the linear doing energy which we would call the masculine it's it's the energy to go out and get things done it's the action that moves things into the world and gives form and expression to this energy so if you only have one or the other you're going to be quite imbalanced if you have just the masculine side that masculine can get kind of like a taskmaster like we must do 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 with no breaks you know because it's just charging ahead And likewise, if you have the feminine and you're just in this sort of meditative, dreamy state, you're not actually going to really ever create anything. So you need them both, and they both serve a vital purpose. And so you need that expansive feminine that brings in nourishment, that brings in sustenance, that brings in energy, and then it kind of sits in the center and percolates. And that is what inspires then that outer action, that masculine energy to go out and, and make things and create things and do in the world. And that's how I see them working together.
1: And, you know, this is then takes us, you, you know, to, to really take a look at how we own both sides of, of us. Because if we're going to go back to what you said about the wild feminine, and even if we take a visit, you know, down the road of mythology, you know, we find some very sensual goddesses that were also warriors. Right. That's right. Um, yes.
0: You need the protection, too, you need that sword. Um, in order to clear out toxicity, in order to guard the feminine. for the You know, the feminine is somewhat kind of vulnerable because it's this open state where you're really open and you're receiving, and you don't want to do that in all situations. So you want to have that sword and you want to have that protection
1: where it's guarding the space. So, you know, for the people that are listening uh, to this show and are at this point in time in their lives where they absolutely are wanting something new. I hear this all the time, Tammy. I mean I can't tell you how many folks call into the show. Uh majority of them are women. They're looking for their purpose. They're looking yes. how to yes. you know h- how to change their lives. They're yes. at a place where they're feeling like their their lives are incomplete. Right. And um and they're running out of time. Right. Um How do we talk to those folks for a moment?
0: Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, I see women like that in my practice all the time, and I'm always tuning them into their center. So, see, the thing is we're still looking externally for the answers, looking for something to show up, you know. And we have to start really looking within and... And not just up with our minds of like, oh, I could do this and I could do that, where we're thinking things. Really, you have to come down to that creative center. And for me, because I'm working on the root and I'm working on the public bowl, I'm really drawing people's energy down there. But I see the power in it over and over again. And when I sit and work with a woman, I don't have any kind of agenda. And you know, I see women with all kinds of histories that have had all kinds of things happen, or they're in all sorts of present states. You know, some are going through major life shifts. Whether that be just, you know, children leaving the home, shifting careers, um, going through divorce, having a major illness, even just really looking at where they've come in their life and being ready to shift. And I think we're kind of in that time frame anyway. People are really looking at what's important to me and how do I move to this next dimension. So I always say come to your center and it really helps if you start a creative practice where you really tune into that root place. There's a lot of meditations and simple rituals in Wild Feminine that are really beneficial to do Um, but the simple piece of it is closing your eyes and really tuning into that center and sinking your energy from your head down to your root. Sometimes, and, And you can really feel the earth connection there. We have this nice earth connection and if you first kind of clear the space. Can walk around the pelvic bowl and kind of sweep it out and really clear the energy, so that you're you're more in a clarified bowl instead of what might be accumulated from you know just life experience and and not really. Spending time there. So you have to do a little clearing, maybe sweeping around the bowl, letting that energy go down into the earth, and then really going into that deep center. And whether or not, you know, if a woman has had a hysterectomy, that energy center is still there. So tuning into that place, which actually is our connection to source energy. I mean, if you really think about it, the female body is a doorway to the divine. You know, this is where all beings come in. So we have this potential in our centers. If we will just come there and re- really realize that. and and get serious about it this is powerful and tune in there and begin to ask and i always tell women you can do this on a daily basis just tune in clear your bowl and then set some intentions just for that day like may i find my vibrance? may i walk in my beauty may i shine my light whatever it is it can be simple but you just plant it in your center then you walk around and bless it just give it some good beautiful chi and then walk into your day and see how it shifts you. And what I find is when women do that, it's sort of like Feng Shui for the pelvic bowl. All of a sudden you're a little more tuned up and you're a little bit more aligned with your own creative energy and things are drawn to you. You might have insights, you might have conversation. It's like it really kind of helps you magnetize your own creative center to help you and if you're needing guidance about a specific thing you plant that in your center and so if people will do this on a daily basis they will find that they start shifting so it's micro and then i also think do the macro too. actually write down goals for the year and check on those once a month i've done this practice since 1999 and i have found it incredibly powerful in my own life where i set creative intentions i set about seven of them they're in all aspects of my life and i check them monthly and i just kind of plant them in my center And then you'll notice that you just kind of, it's like you've opened up your unconscious field to actually use it for your creative purpose. It really does guide you.
1: Well, I mean, and this is really part of what you've discovered along the way. And definitely, the book is loaded with so much information. Um, Before we go ahead, let's give out the website. Let's tell people how they can get a copy of your book. Let's tell them how they can find out more about you. Okay. So my
0: website is www.wildfeminine.com and I have a Facebook page where I post blessings. I post Wild Feminine blessings. I'm working on bringing more of that high frequency creative energy that people can tap into. So that's a wonderful way to connect in. I also do that on Twitter, at Wild Feminine. And then I'll be working on some um, downloads that people can do that would be meditative. So that's something you can sign up on my website for my newsletter and then you'll be notified as soon as those come out so that people can begin to access this in multiple ways. And then Wild Feminine, of course, is available at any of your bookstores. If you go and ask for it, that's a wonderful way for a bookstore to find out that it exists. Um, It's at Powell's. It's on Amazon. And Beyond Words, the publisher, is a wonderful place to get it as well.
1: Okay. Now, I wanted to save a little time today because I can't believe how quickly this is going. (laughs) Uh, I wanted to talk about, uh, you know, something that you refer to in the book as extending your creative range. Yes. I want to talk about this for a minute because I can't tell you how many workshops I've been at and how many women are are the first to declare that they're not creative. Right. Yes. And yes. I wanted to know why you included it in the book and how you describe creative range. <laughs>
0: So I have a diagram of this actually in the book and I call it the wild feminine landscape because it's really the interface between the physical body and the energetic creative energy that we have as women. And I've discovered this just by working in the center, you know, as a physical therapist, my first intention was really to work on aligning the physical structures. but as I was working so often this energy would begin to um, direct me and in in practices where they're more aligned with energy like Chinese medicine they talk about the intelligence of the Chi of the body that it has an intelligence that is ancient and I really found this to be true if when I could pay attention and listen to it then it would direct my hands where to work and when you guide a person's breath and work with the energy that way it actually changes the physical structure under your hands. So it's quite fascinating. And so what I found was that there was really this 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 holistic multidimensional feel that we each embody. So we have the physical body in the center and that's more our dense, denser area where we actually are a body. And anything that is kind of that we do on a regular basis, our routines, our habits that are more structured, those are more the physical center. Then we have the energetic range around us which can be emotions, it can be ideas, concepts, um, you know, it can be self-limiting or they can be self-enhancing. So it's working on those patterns that are blocking your creative energy and shifting them to ones that actually help your flow. And then beyond that, you have spirit and ancestor energy. So that's where we connect into Divine Source. And I see this as it's almost like everyone is, is this bright ball of light, but they're so pulled in, they're not actually even connecting to that broader source. So part of it is recognizing that we are indeed connected to this broader source and linking back in in as many ways as possible. That expands your creative potential right there. And I think people don't feel creative because they feel cut off from that or they feel shut down in their body. So the key piece is to come back into the center and begin working with that. And and there's a lot of exercises in Wild Feminine around this, but it's what I do with women all the time. And it's not really that hard. It's just that we haven't really done it. We've tried to think our way through it. You know, like maybe if I just think my way through this or try to take a class or something. And really, it's more about feeling your own center, feeling your body, feeling that creative energy, working with it, working with the blockages, work with the places where you're stuck. One of my favorite ways to work with a block is to feel it and have women like tap into it, feel that block, and then don't try to just get rid of it, but try to get to know it. Be curious about it on the sensory level. What does it feel like? Is it heavy? Is it dense? Is it thick? Is it... um, like wood? Is it like metal? You know, really get to the qualities of it and often the energy will start to shift just by being curious and engaging with it and as you do that, it's sort of like a garden. You pull the weeds and you start working in it a little bit each day. You start to really create something and you start to feel the flow happening and your creative energy can't help but expand and I've seen it again and again. Women who didn't think they were creative start to become extremely creative because we all are.
1: Well, I wanted to, uh, you know, bring that up because we are really, really being called. I, and let's just talk about one of the most, um, I, I think common statements to date by somebody that is a prominent in the field of spirituality, the, Damila, uh, the Dalai Lama. And, you know, to, to, toward the, the world, definitely came into the United States and basically stood up in front of thousands and thousands of people. And pretty much said, and I'm going to paraphrase, that you know, um, the world is in need of the feminine energy to create right. the kind of leadership and change, right? Absolutely. To prepare us, pretty right. much. Right. Um, and yet we look around in our country, and I want to ask you about this, mm-hmm. and we find it really hard pressed to get women elected to um uh, high political places let alone even become ceos of companies right so the question that becomes
0: yeah
1: how far have we come since gloria right. was uh, right. out there with a whole bunch of us doing some things that we don't even talk about anymore right right
0: <laughs> well i think it's gonna really it's gonna really rely on people coming to their own centers And, Mm -hmm. you know, even when you talk about politics, I mean, interestingly, I actually bring Obama up a lot, and he's a man, but he is one of the most balanced feminine masculine people I've seen in a long time in a public arena, especially one of politics. Most people in politics have had to shut down the feminine side, whether they be female or male, and they tend to be more harsh or hard driving because it's just sort of what has been, what what has, you know, been happening or needed for people to succeed there but obama is really showing us a different pattern he's he's very balanced feminine masculine when you see him he he kind of sits back and opens his field and if you watch him energetically it's like he's he's taking in the energy and then he's using it so he might be a good model for us i think that it really does the more that women tune into the center. Really, the males will begin to realign around us. So, our power might not be just in achieving office, but in getting to our own centers and having the males realign so they begin to value us in a different way and we begin to value them in a different way. So, rather I think,
1: than, that, yeah. Yeah, I think what you're talking about is, is really uh, a new. Um, a new level of masculine and feminine integration that is showing itself to all of us from a male archetype.
0: Yes. Yeah. And the Dalai Lama is another one. He's one I think of too. Uh, Very balanced, feminine, masculine presence and strong, very strong Um, because the being aspect of that person, the feminine aspect is so strong. So I think the more that we get into that place where our presence and our being state is strong and we come into our power in that way, then we will be guided in what the structures are going to look like.
1: Mm. I want to talk about, um, and there's so much more in this book. I just want to tell everybody, Tammy Lynn Kent's joining us here today. The book is called Wild Feminine, Finding Power, Spirit, and Joy in the Female Body. There's so much in this book. Oh, so much wisdom, Tammy. I mean, uh, d- just amazing job you've done here. Uh, I, it's really clear in, in talking with you you're passionate about this. I was really struck by, and I wanted to talk with you about this before the hour is over, and it's the the, the chapter that you wrote on reclaim your desire, I guess. It's a section that you talk about reclaim your desire, but you right. also talk about unhealthy forms of it. You also talk about right. anger, and you right. also talk about what happens when we repress our, our voice and our needs. Right. And I would right. like for you to comment on that. Right, right. Yeah, that's a big one. I think, you know,
0: desire is probably one of the essential pieces for people to recover a vibrant creativity because it, it means who am i and what do i want and how do i meet the world and how do i on a deeper level even meet with spirit i think desire is really our original desire for union and be that with our mother is one of the first people we have that with but on a deeper level it might be that soulful connection that we find with spirit or with others as they witness us and so you know when we have more of an unhealthy relationship with desire it means that somehow our that core connection has gotten shut and shut down and we're mm-hmm. trying to fill a void so that's where we get into patterns of addiction um patterns whether even it be you know work workaholics you know we're just filling a void and so instead if we can come back and really work on the places where we lost touch with that original connection and sometimes it means feeling grief and rage when our needs weren't met and these are usually pretty early wound patterns, you know, if we can get back in touch with that a little bit and start to actually repattern our system and whatever we embodied with we actually teach our own centers again that yes, you do get to have needs, you do get to have desires, and they will be met That's
1: and this is really powerful. kind of interesting. it's very, very powerful um, and um do you think do you think that it's just it, it's women or wet men and women that are feeling the pressure of society right now now, you know you know we've gone through what some people call the dark night of the economic soul <laughs> right yes yes. Well,
0: I think, you know, it's it's been very painful waking up in some ways because we've bought into this kind of illusion of, you know, if I just tend to my own lifestyle, it doesn't really matter, you know, what happens to someone else or, you know, it's kind of as long as I've got my basic needs met. And we've separated from this broader sense of community and, and in some ways we haven't even been asking the questions. You know, all these economic meltdowns are such a, um so many blinders on you know that we're taking off and so it's very painful and i think part of the pain is waking up to an illusion and realizing this is a structure that i believed in and it really doesn't serve me on a deep level and that's painful um but the the i think the blessing of that is we can actually wake up to what will serve us on a deeper level and you know there's that movie i am that came yes. out yeah which is so beautiful and it's kind of it tells the story exactly Um, because the director of it, I forget his name but you know who who originally was kind of bought into that Hollywood dream and I I think a lot of people would kind of think wow what an ideal life you know to head into the Hollywood dream and make these movies and have these mansions and you know all these things that and he really talks about how he was buying into an illusion that really didn't have any deeper soulful meaning and he really talks about that in that movie of what does it mean to really connect with your soul and give expression to it and I I think on the core level that's really really what most people want, but they have maybe have lost touch with that and have forgotten. And so in this painful wake-up, perhaps what we can begin to do is begin to get in touch with our soul, each one of us, because each one of us has this immense, unique, radiant beauty that we bring to the world. And when we're in touch with that, we can then share it with the world, and the world is in need of our own unique, individual
1: beauty. I wanted to ask you, um, from a sexual point of view, how far have we really gone since burning the bra? (laughs) (laughs) Well... I think we've been in
0: a lot of reaction patterns and that's another thing that I see a lot of like, you know, oh, we had all this restriction, now we're going to have all this liberation and those are just reaction patterns. That's not a true authentic pattern. That's just, oh, I'm in reaction to this restriction, I'm going to be fully liberated. But I've sat with many women who who went through that period of kind of sexual liberation and they realized that they often ended up causing themselves a lot of pain um, mm-hmm. by being with people who they weren't really in alignment with or perhaps even having you know drugs or alcohol involved where they weren't really present and so i think you know all of these patterns whether they be daily living patterns or engaging in your sexuality or your body connection it really is important to come back to the center and not just be in a reaction pattern but be in an authentic relationship with your own center um, and in the case of sexuality, it's really being aligned with your desire and presence to connect with another. It's a very powerful thing to do that and a very vulnerable thing to do that.
1: And so I'm sorry, yeah. go ahead.
0: Oh, just it can be very healing when it's done mm-hmm. with that kind of intention.
1: Mm-hmm. And you know, this is book this book really is about healing. You know, one of the the uh, one of the things I love to ask people about, and especially someone such as yourself, is about what I call the self-worth meter for mm-hmm. women. Mm-hmm. It's a, you know, imagine that you have, um, you know, this meter that's measuring the amount of energy going into your home. Right. And now there's this thing called self-worth, which mm-hmm. you mention in the book. It, and I think it's mm-hmm. different than self-esteem. Mm-hmm. Where are we with this? Mm -hmm. Um, You mean as a collective? Yeah.
0: Mm -hmm. I think still pretty low because Mm -hmm. mostly because we haven't really tuned into the center. I mean, once again, it's Mm -hmm. kind of a lot of what I'm talking about. This feminine is also the home energy. It's the internal. We still are, you know, we're in a shift period, but we still value by the external productivity. So if you're productive, we value you. If you're creating something that we need, we value you. But what about when when someone is sick? or has to go into the home or is tending children, we still aren't really valuing those things that we don't consider productive. So I think it's a whole shift that needs to happen back towards the center where we honor a little bit more of that cycle of life, that there's a time for outward expression and there's a time for inner retreat and we have... Phases of our lives that go through that, and we each one of us have cycles of that. And if we Mm -hmm. can honor that internal place more and those internal movements and value ourselves, even when we can't see something externally productive, it takes a lot of self love and self compassion. I'm always talking to women about this to really have the voice of love running through their head and to counter any negativity with immediate voices of honoring and respect. That's the most important action we can do in this time as women it's a radical radical thing
1: so you know this is the turn the the time really for all of us to really look at the radicalness in our lives you know what happens tammy uh, given the energies given what you've written in the book what happens to you know that wild feminine that doesn't get to be fully realized or actualized. I mean, what is the cycle that we are kind of in right now? It's almost as if, you know, at so many places in our lives, we're at a crossroads. Yeah. And it's like the movie The Matrix, right? right? Do you take the red pill or do you take the blue pill?
0: Yeah. I was just going to say, I think people are on more antidepressants today than ever before. (laughs) I I think that's what happens when you don't have that wild energy fueling Mm -hmm. you. You have depression. Um, you have hopelessness, despair. You have anger. Um, it, it's it, it, you have definitely unsustainable patterns, um, toxic patterns. You know, it's like um, a, a natural system that has gone out of sync. So, it's not it's not good. But I think the more that we can recognize that and even the, the patterns in our own lives, you know, where are we running patterns that aren't sustainable? Where are we running patterns that are toxic to our being? Where are we even using, you know, negative talk, which can be such a, a subtle thing? But, if, you know, if you tune into that, and start paying attention. As soon as you use blessing energy, you know, I think of the hidden messages of water, you know, Dr., emotive work yes Mm -hmm. it's just like that with our bodies you know how he he was working with water crystals and when he used positive vibrations love beauty um, peace prayer he found that the the crystals radiated and I find this with women's bodies so and, and and male bodies too because I have sons and I work with them on this so I immediately, I do this for myself and I teach this to women, you know, we all have those little voices that'll kind of twist up our energy field but if we can just pay attention to that and begin doing a blessing. I am sacred, I honor myself, I cherish myself, I am whole, may I be blessed, just like a mantra Or in the shower, in the morning, just blessing yourself. It is so simple, and those patterns will not stick around. You immediately go to a more aligned pattern, and that's a simple practice we can use.
1: I think it's fabulous. I mean, there are so many things in the book. Um, There's one line that I pulled out, and um, it's towards the end of the book, I believe, and and I think you say, uh, may you know and love your beauty. Yes. And I and then that is such a profound, a perfect statement. Thank you for joining me here today. I wanted to ask you one last thing: What's your personal message for us today, Tammy? What would you love to leave us with? I would love to leave you with: Take your creative dreams,
0: place them in the realm of spirit, where your creative energy meets your body, and they will become real.
1: Wow! And that's in the book as well, Tammy. Thank <laughs> that's you my so much for everyone. Thank you. Thank, uh, thank you. Uh, great show, great interview Tammy, Tammy Lynn Kent I want to just make sure all of you know that you can get this book pretty much anywhere it is Wild Feminine, Finding Power Spirit and Joy in the Female Body and uh, go to the website wildfeminine.com and when you get there you're going to find lots and lots and lots of information about Tammy about the services, her events her workshops, uh, much more Tammy again, thank you so much for doing all that you do Thank you, Doctor. I
0: also realized I'm at the East-West Bookshop tomorrow night in Seattle oh. at 7 o'clock. Oh, let's mention
1: that. Okay. Yeah. Um, yes, East-West Bookshop, reading in Seattle at 7 p.m., and we'll make sure you know about that. And uh, and then you're, you're going to be going over, let's see, what's your next event, Sun Valley Wellness Festival? I'll be at the Sun um, Valley
0: Wellness Festival, and I'll be at Kripalu in New York in November 11th to the
1: absolutely. 13th. Okay, and that's for all of our Massachusetts listener. There you go. Thank you so much, Tammy. Thank you. A great show. Thanks, Dr. Pat. Take good care. You too. Thank you all for tuning us in and turning us on. For more about the Dr. Pat Show, and if you've missed any part of this, uh, the archive will be up in a few days, go to www.thedrpatshow.com or transformationtalkradio.com. Until next time, remember to reclaim and to rejoice that wild feminine within each of you. We'll see you next time on The Dr. Pat Show. In stepping down your soapboxes Way too high overgrown.
0: the sky, your high horse, is taken
1: north and left of you, nowhere to be found, better off dead, or well, so you said, but don't worry, we all fall down somehow. will of a stranger soul, for you never know, when it's your last step, final breath, Throwing in your tips, you done some, couldn't go take your last bow, and that's all.